0: This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. For more downloads, go to our website ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. Isn't it unusual that as Jesus went about preaching the gospel in the three and a half years he spent uh, ministering to the people in Israel, to his kinsfolk, that partway through that ministry, uh, the people were so enthused and taken by his message that they wanted to make him a king by force. What was it about the presence of the Lord Jesus that could motivate people like that to see in him uh, the values? and the leadership of a true king isn't that unusual because of course the Lord Jesus lived that part of his life as an itinerant preacher he had no possessions he had no real status in society and yet people could recognize in his life a man who who had the potential who had the, the real gift to be a true leader A great king. Of course the time wasn't right then was it? And uh, the Lord Jesus withdrew himself from them. To prevent them doing what they wanted to do. Yes Jesus could have been a great king then. But that wasn't to be. Jesus will be a great king. And that's something for the future. Something we can look to uh, with hope. Isn't it unusual that in the very moments leading up, the very hours leading up to the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus, the most heinous crime that's ever been committed on God's earth, the most serious miscarriage of justice that men have ever had the misfortune, if we could put it like that, to involve themselves in, isn't it unusual that on the very, the very cross, the very stake that the Lord Jesus was nailed to, there was an inscription written in three languages, Greek, Latin and Hebrew, this is Jesus, King of the Jews. And that it was a Roman governor that made sure that inscription appeared in that place. Even though the Jews had said, oh don't write that, Right? He, he said he was King of the Jews. Pilate was, was, um, was very uh, prescriptive about what he wanted to be written on that notice at that time. Isn't it amazing that a hardened, hard-bitten Roman official could see in the moments that he had with the Lord Jesus a a man uh, who had displayed uh, those leadership and kingly characteristics to such an extent that he was moved to have those things written uh, on that sign on the cross. This is Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. The Bibles tell us, of course, that Jesus was born. All, all of those people were right uh, in what they thought of Jesus, weren't they? But there were scriptures tell us um, that Jesus was born to be king. In fact, hundreds of years before he was born... There are writings in the Old Testament section of our Bibles uh, which are very clear. There are a lot of of prophecies about the Lord Jesus and they're all very clear uh, as to uh, the fact that he was a man that was born to great things. Uh, It's a popular uh, if misunderstood message isn't it that we will hear maybe more than once uh, at this time of the year as we draw to the year's end. Isaiah chapter 9 is a a good example of of this, isn't it? Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder... His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice, from that time forward, even forever." The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Now interestingly enough of course there is no king in Israel at the moment, is there? Um, Israel is uh, a parliamentary democracy headed by a prime minister. um, And uh, members are elected to the ruling body, the Knesset, by a system of proportional representation Based on party lists. That's how Israel's government works at the moment. Isn't it absolutely fascinating then um, that more than 500 years before the Lord Jesus was born, more than 2,500 years ago from the present day, the biblical prophets were writing about a man, a man who would be a great king. A man who would be from the royal line of David. That ancient line of kings in Israel. So Jesus was born to be a king. He was born into the royal line. Um, That he would rule um, over David's kingdom. The nation of Israel. He would rule with justice and uh, and judgment. It would be an ideal... um, uh, organized organized rulership built on real kingly principles and that he would reign forever isn't that something to make you think the reality of that is borne out by the words at the end of that little section the zeal of the lord of hosts will perform this. There is no doubt, can I suggest to you, that these things will happen. And the potential that the Lord Jesus, and that people could see in the Lord Jesus way back then, will be realised and will be revealed in the very near future. We may live to see that begin to happen. now I put it to you that we can be sure that that little section in Isaiah's prophecy is talking about the Lord Jesus because of course that's picked up in the New Testament and quoted again um, to do with the birth of the Lord Jesus before he was born um, the angel appeared to Mary and and repeated pretty much those words almost um, verbatim Luke chapter 1 verses 31 to 33 and as Mary was with child this was the promise that was repeated to her. So Luke chapter 1 again words we may hear more than once in the coming weeks. Luke chapter 1 verses 31 to 33 Luke 1 verse 31 and behold Uh, The angel Gabriel said to Mary, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Isn't that an incredible statement to make? Can it possibly be true? Well I suggest to you dear friends that we can have confidence that it will be true. uh, Because many remarkable things um, that uh, have been suggested and prophesied of in the scriptures have really come to pass. Can I suggest to you that the nation of Israel itself is one of the greatest examples of that today. The political resurrection of Israel was prophesied by God's holy prophets thousands of years ago and it's happened. As we read through God's word we will find it's exactly and ideally suited to direct our lives. If we base our lives upon it we will realise just just, just what an incredible thing uh, this is, this book, this word of God to have in our lives. The name of Jesus itself has the little uh, title attached to it, doesn't it? Jesus Christ. That word signifies that Christ, the Christ bit, that Jesus is God's anointed heir to the throne, the throne of the kingdom of God. So, what, what kind of what kind of king then will the Lord Jesus be? Um, if he's going to rule forever, what kind of rulership will he bring to the world? And this is where <laughs> really words begin to fail, it seems to me. Let's just, if you just open our Bibles um, in the Gospel of Matthew, say. Um, I think the, the section in Matthew's Gospel which appears as if this is, this is how, you know. The Lord Jesus really started off um, his his ministry, his three and a half ministry to his people. Um, Matthew chapter 5, 6 and 7 are what are commonly referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. And it seems to me that this is the manifesto of the Lord Jesus as he was going to set out um, to those who would listen the guiding principles of uh, rulership in his kingdom. Uh, the kind uh, the kind of people uh, who would be fitted to be the inhabitants, the citizens of that kingdom uh, and uh, then following that up with some of the credentials as to the kind of kingdom that Jesus would be. Matthew 5 verse 2 for example he opened his mouth and told them saying blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. So he's describing then Um, the characteristics here of citizens who will live in that kingdom blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth Uh, and Jesus promised then to those who follow him uh, it's it's implied here is that they will inherit a kingdom, a kingdom of God which will be established on earth Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Uh, And so the citizens of the kingdom of God then will be those who have an innate desire for the righteousness of God to fill their lives. Blessed are the merciful, they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Uh, Not quite sure how we understand that, but that's a great promise to get hold of, isn't it? Just to try and uh, think what that might mean in our lives. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It's not that that, the the kingdom we're talking about is a kingdom that's in heaven, it's a kingdom which is from heaven. And Jesus is going to return to set up that state of affairs uh, here on earth. Thy kingdom come, chapter 6, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, which is the prayer of the kingdom. As we come over to uh, the end of of these teachings of the Lord Jesus in Matthew chapter seven, um, Jesus finishes those up with a little a little parable. Um, It's a parable of two people. One's described as a wise man uh, and the other isn't. The wise man builds a house, builds it on a rock. and The foolish man uh, doesn't build his house on a rock. And the end is inevitable, it seems. And Jesus says about this, Matthew seven twenty four. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew. Beat on that house and it didn't fall. For it was founded on a rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who who built his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. And I used to to skim over reading those, those words and I go, okay. So here we've got two sets of people. One set of people who heard the word of the Lord Jesus... Uh, and they went away and lived their lives and another set who didn't hear the word of the Lord Jesus and they went away uh, and and eventually uh, their lives almost it seems were, were, were torn apart they were destroyed but that's not quite right is it in fact that's not right at all because both of these sets of people heard the words of the Lord some of them chose to do something about it to, to make those words the basis of their lives and some of them rejected those words and the examples then of the houses uh, you know, how those people built their lives and the word of God then the words of the Lord Jesus become a decision point then don't they in our lives we can either choose to accept him as the king the ruler in our lives or we can reject his words and you know, Build ourselves up to be our own rulers, our own kings. Uh, and the point of the parable is that we can we can choose, we can choose what we want to do, but the end, uh, the end result of our actions uh, is made clear uh, for us here. The result of the choices we make, I think, is is quite self-evident. Verse twenty-eight. So it was when Jesus had ended these sayings. That the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority. And not as the scribes. And here we see then. It seems to me why so many people uh, could see in the Lord Jesus. The fact that he was born to be a king. Because he had uh, within himself authority. And the authority that he displayed in his life, this aspect of kingship, came from um, the Father Himself, the Living God, the Living God who will establish His kingdom on earth, regardless of what other men uh, would like uh, would like to do and to see in the world. Now, amazingly. Uh, it seems to me the Lord Jesus then follows up this teaching with some clear signs as to the sorts of the the kind of authority which was vested in him by his father Uh, and uh, to me this is incredibly powerful so let's let's just follow the narrative through uh, for for a moment Uh, chapter 8 when Jesus came down from the mountain great multitudes followed him And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus put out his hand and touched him, uh, uh, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his his leprosy was cleansed. And here we have then the Lord Jesus in his life reaching out and touching the untouchable cleansing the incurable disease. Jesus came into the presence of the life of this man uh, and by his word, by his touch he cleansed his body. Isn't that a remarkable sign of authority? Read on again. Um, This time a centurion comes into uh, comes to the Lord Jesus. He is a man who's got quite a lot of authority, actually, himself, in the world. Um, he was a centurion, and he was a Roman. Both of those things um, uh, are synonymous, aren't they, with the word authority at that time. And he said to uh, Jesus, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him... I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said. Lord I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But speak a word. And my servant will be healed. For I am a man. Under authority. He was a man. uh, Who was. Under authority. So the authority he had wasn't particularly his own. It came from another source. um, And he could see that. In other people then couldn't he. Could see it in the Lord Jesus particularly. Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. And when Jesus heard it, verse 10, he marvelled, said to those who followed him, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in the kingdom of, of heaven, the kingdom of God. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness and so here's the result then of the choice we can make in following Jesus we can decide to follow him build our lives upon his words and build in ourselves characteristics of those who will be given the kingdom by his mercy or we can go another direction Just move down uh, the chapter a little bit. It'd be nice to go through it all, but we can't really. Um, in verse 23 in chapter 8, uh, we we find then the Lord Jesus again with his disciples by by Galilee, and he's getting into he's getting into a boat. Uh, Matthew 8 verse 23. Now, when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him, and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're perishing. But well, he said to them, Why are you fearful, or are you have little faith? He arose and rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Now, isn't this too an incredible sign of the authority of the Lord Jesus? his disciples presumably a number of them were fishermen uh, were used to the ways of of the sea and yet because of uh, the circumstances in their lives here they were totally overcome by them the Lord Jesus was asleep and they looked to him then as their saviour quite rightly I suppose Um, what they couldn't see of course was, was that because the Lord Jesus was in the boat with them there was no reason, really, for them to fear at all, was there? As it, does with, as it is with us, if we can see the presence of the Lord Jesus in our lives and believe that, you know, the purpose of God is is working out its will, uh, there shouldn't really be any any reason for us to be put off or afraid or overcome by circumstances, should there? Really, but we are, and here we're presented with a man, then, uh, the Lord Jesus. Who doesn't just it isn't just able to have power and authority over people's troubled bodies, but he has power and authority over events and circumstances themselves, so that by his word he could he could rebuke the winds and the sea and bring about a great calm. Isn't that an incredible uh, sign of great authority? The authority that the people around him saw in this man. When he was come to the other side. was 28. Into the country of the Gergesenes. They met him. Two demon possessed men. So these were men. Who had it seems to me. A disease. Um, that affected their minds. In a particular way. And they came out of the tombs. Exceeding fierce, So that no one could pass that way. And they cried out saying. What have we to do with you. Jesus you son of God. Have you come here to torment us. Before the time. And we know how that. Um, the, uh, the Lord Jesus cures them of their disease uh, and as it were transfers their disease into a herd of pigs which were feeding, pigs of course were clean to the Jews, uh, the herd of pigs feeding nearby uh, and they crashed down the slope and all perished in the sea and the Lord Jesus then uh, separated the disease uh, from these uh, two men uh, just as surely as those pigs had been driven into the sea and destroyed we won't turn to it but in in Luke's record of this it just talks about one man being cured in this way uh, and the end of that little um, cameo is that we find that this man who was called Legion sitting at the feet of the Lord Jesus we're told clothed and in his right mind and again we see the authority of the Lord Jesus then in not just being able to cure people's troubled bodies or having control over events but having control and authority also over people's troubled minds and to be able to set them at ease clothed and back then with a right perspective on the world as we read into chapter 9 then we find another man who is brought to the Lord Jesus. Uh, behold chapter 9 verse 2. They, they brought to him a paralytic. Lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith. He said to the paralytic. Son be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes said. This man blasphemes. But Jesus knowing their thoughts said. Why do you think evil in your hearts. For which is easy to say. Your sins are forgiven you. Or to say arise and walk that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins then said he to the paralytic arise take up your bed and go to your house and he arose and departed to his house and when the multitude saw it they marveled and glorified God who had given such power to men and and here perhaps then is the the most remarkable sign of the authority of the Lord Jesus yet for here we see a man who has power and authority. Over people's troubled natures. A man who can remove. From people. The very thing that it is That separates men and women. From the, the living God in heaven. Sin. And. You know, Jesus had to demonstrate. His authority. To do that. To you know, exercise this forgiveness. In the way in which he healed that man and the man just got up and went to his home again isn't that a remarkable display of the authority of a true king there's a lot more we could say about these about these incidents but I think that's you know, that's the point that I just want to draw out from that but, so what well The so what I think we find. Answered in the next little section. Matthew chapter 9 verse 9. As Jesus passed on from there. He saw a man named Matthew. Sitting at the tax office. And he said to him. (coughs) Follow me. So he arose. And followed him. And it seems to me that's the point. My dear friends here. Here the demonstration of the power and the authority of the Lord Jesus here showing you he's got all all the attributes of a true king are designed with just one thing in mind to convince us that he needs to rule in our lives because he has the answers to all the problems and the situations we can ever find ourselves in whether that's troubled bodies whether we have problems just with events or circumstances whether sometimes you know, we've got too much going on in our, in our minds or whether it's because we feel innately sinful the Lord Jesus demonstrates his power and his authority to rule in our lives by these things and he invites us as he invited Matthew To follow him. And to make that power and authority a reality in life. And that then is where we come in, isn't it? Where we came in with our reading from Psalm 72. Because I suggest to you that what we have here... Is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ... Ruling as a king ruling on the throne of David set up in Zion in Jerusalem uh, a kingdom which will extend initially over the covenant land uh, but the, the power and effect and influence of which will spread uh, and grow throughout all the earth and here we have then a picture of the king on his throne ruling for God what's the king like? What is it? What will this kingdom really be like? Well, let's just read some of those verses again. He will judge your people with righteousness, your poor, with justice. The mountain is poetic this, isn't it? But you get the picture. The mountains will bring peace to the people, the little hills by righteousness. He will bring justice to the poor. He will save the children of the needy and break in pieces the oppressor when we look at all the bad news that there is on our television screens which we see day day by day problems with unrighteousness problems with war and lack of peace problems with injustice uh, problems with children who need saving problems uh, with oppression and misrule doesn't the world need this man to establish this kingdom and to rule over it As king. And he will do that. When the Lord God. um, Sends him back. To the earth. To bring about the restitution. Of all things we read in Acts. The Acts of the Apostles. Spoken of by all the holy prophets. Since the world began. They shall fear you. Verse 5. Psalm 72. As long as the sun and moon endure. Verse 7. In his days the, the righteous shall flourish. And abundance of peace. Until the moon is no more. He shall have dominion. Also from sea to sea. And from the river unto the ends of the land. Verse 16. There will be an abundance of grain in the earth. On the top of the mountains. Those of the city shall flourish like grass of the earth. His, his name. Verse 17. Shall endure forever. His name shall continue as long as the sun. And men shall be blessed in him. And all nations. Shall call him blessed. Who wouldn't then. Want to have a man like that. With such authority. Rule in their lives. Be king. In the country. um, Where they lived. And of course. The result of that will be that people will want to flow like a river to Jerusalem. To see the king enthroned in Zion and to worship and to learn of the Lord God of Israel. Prophet Isaiah again shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. And shall be exalted above the hills. And all nations shall flow to it. And unlike our country today, there will be no turning people away who want to go and live and worship in that place. And many people shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. Shall uh, For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And this king shall judge between nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Neither shall uh, nation shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they be war any more. Who wouldn't want to live in a country like that. Ruled by such a monarch. Well the most incredible thing of all my dear friends. Is that's exactly the invitation that's held out to us. By the heavenly father in his word. That we can look to the Lord Jesus. As our king. To have him rule in our lives. And by God's grace to rule over the earth. With us as citizens of that kingdom. In the earth. Forever. Forever until he hands over um, the power and the kingdom to the Father, when he will be all, and in all. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, information about what we believe, and details of our meeting times, go to our website, Christadelphians.org.uk